Is that good? I genuinely can't tell if that's good. Hello, how are you? It's Aiden Jones here and you are listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday the 16th of November 2021. Fuck you. Nah, joking. Joking, sorry, 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 anxious avoidant, that's my attachment style, um, I don't actually know what that means, that was a joke that me and my housemates had when I, when they offered for me to move in and then I was like, okay, but let me think about it first and then I waited for ages, what does that mean, anxious, att- you guys know about attachment styles, I don't know about attachment styles man, they feel like fucking, I don't know, like are they bullshit? Attachment styles, attachment theory. Let me try and explain the uh, the psychological theory of attachment. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> How over my head am I? Fucking thirty seconds into the pod. Fucking hell, can't let me just walk back from that insane promise. Mmm, nice bit of chamomile tea. Um, <laughs> I don't know anything about attachment theory. Okay, how do I understand it? Well, you have anxious attachment, which is when you want to be like close to someone. When you're anxious, when you know they're not there, you get anxious. Then you have avoidant attachment, which is that you, when they are there, you like avoid them and then anxious avoidant. And then secure attachment is when they're there, you are like cool and you are able to show affection and receive affection. And when they're not there, you don't freak out because you know that they're going to come back. That's secure. And then anxious avoidant is when you're sometimes anxious and sometimes, see, that's what I thought. I feel like I don't, it just feels like it, there's not any descriptive power to attachment theory because it just explains everything. Like sometimes you're anxious and sometimes you're avoiding. It's like, well, isn't it supposed to explain a pattern of attachment? So if you're both of the non-secure ones, then you're just not secure. It's like you're either secure or you're not. So you either know how to be in a relationship or you don't. That's kind of what it feels like attachment theory is saying. Some people are secure, meaning that they are good in relationships and, you know, act in a kind of rational, level-headed way when faced with, you know, their partner being absent or not, that's good. And then there's everyone else who just is not, it should be secure and fucked. That's attachment styles. Do you have a secure attachment style? No, then your attachment style is fucked. (laughs) Then you are a lot. That's my fucking Aiden Jones attachment theory. Secure or fucked? All right, that's good. Well, we've solved that. Only three minutes into the pod. How are you guys? I hope you're doing good, man. I hope your week is going well. Thank you for listening. Um, My week has been lovely. It's another late night recording of the pod here. It's 11.20 p.m. on Tuesday, the 16th of November, when as at current time of recording, um, I'm in my room again. It's been a really busy day. I feel like I'm quite busy at the moment, but oh God, yawning. Um, feel like I'm quite busy, but I don't feel swamped. I don't feel super manic. Like I feel like I kind of did everything that I was going to do today, but just in good time. You know, I did, this is my day today. I feel like this was a really fucking solid success of a day. 
I uh, I woke up at uh, I had a dietitian appointment at nine thirty because uh, I can't remember whether I've spoken about this recently, but I got because I'm thirty, got some blood tests a few weeks ago, and um, you know just to check how everything is. Sugar's good. My oxygen is great, uh, according to the doctor, which sounds like some. Doesn't even matter. Your oxygen is incredible. Your oxygen is perfect. It's it's the best oxygen we've ever seen. It's absolutely incredible oxygen. You have one of the great. I I walked into that doctor's office and I said, said, "Oh my god, I've never seen such oxygen like this." Is it good when I do a Donald Trump impression? I don't think that was very good. It was underwhelming to be a part of for me. It does sound absurd though, doesn't it? He put a little clip on my finger and he was like, yeah, your oxygen's really good, man. <laughs> I was like, thanks, man. Yeah, <laughs> I hoard all the good oxygen to myself. Um, global warming is actually, I'm a, you know, I'm a carbon fucking emitter in terms of global warming. I'm taking up all the oxygen. Uh, so I have my blood tests and shit, but my cholesterol slightly high. Um, been a few health scares in the comedy community lately. The great John Dore had a fucking heart attack and he's all good, but he had one, you know, and then Nick Kappa had fucking, uh, testicular cancer. Had never been to a doctor in like 10 years, just felt weird, went to a doctor and they're like, oh yeah, you've got cancer, but you got it real early. So it's all good. And it's like, these are two dudes that I'm fucking, you know, they're around. We're like mates and then they're just fucking it's real scary they're both 40 they're both like not 10 years older than me fucking hell so it kind of felt i had the shit booked in at the doctor but i was just like man all right i'm glad i'm glad that i've got this booked in because uh i guess you've got to stay on top of your health you know and i'm just my narrative that i'm applying to this is like the last few years i've been in therapy and I've been getting my head right and I'm working on that and I'm aware of it. And now let's look at the rest of my body, you know, how am I exercising? How am I eating? And the 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 um the cholesterol was like, okay, cholesterol a bit high, not super high. You said I don't need medication, it's just like a bit high, so diet and exercise should fix that. And I'm like, well, I'm pretty active. I ride half an hour each way to work three times a week, and I'm a removalist, so that's physical work. So probably not that. Probably diet and the diet, there's a lot to be, you know, improved upon. I know I make bad choices sometimes with the food that I eat. Let's not beat ourselves up about it. Let's use that information and move in a positive direction. Take ownership of your diet. Take bloody ownership of it. Buy stocks in your diet, 51%. You own that. You have full control at shareholder meetings of your diet. Mm. So, um, went to the dietitian at 9.30. So, I woke up, had myself a nice breakfast. By the way, let's go through breakfast. Uh, I had some fucking, what did I have for breakfast? Uh, cluster, like oat clusters, you know those? With sunflower seeds, sultanas, almonds, dried banana, and yogurt. And we checked and it's like this play fucking mango yogurt. It's like it's a good yogurt. It's low in fat. She explained to me about the different fats. There's saturated fats. There's trams fats. <laughs> I think it's funny to say trams fats. <laughs> like, 
Like you're not thinking about trams when you say it, like the ding ding trams. You're thinking that that's just how you say it. Like the (laughs) how dumb of a person would you have to be that that's just the way that you say it? Trams fats. And then at dinner, dinner with my housemates this evening, and we were joking about like, yeah, I'm transgender. (laughs) I'm transphobic. I don't know why it's funny. It's just a weird, like it's not like, you know, the kind of people, people that say like Brisbane instead of Brisbane or groined. It's just like a weird, you know, wrong, incorrect pronunciation that they have. There'd be like a dumb person. A trams fat. Man, I've been eating so many trams fats. My dietician said that I'm too much cholesterol because I keep eating too many trams fats. <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> yeah, good on you. So, yeah, I went to her. I went, I, went, I went to her. She beckoned me and I came forth. And uh, we talked about, you know, I think my main shit is breakfast is pretty good. The breakfasts that I have are consistent and they're good. Breakfast, I'm I'm in control of breakfast. And then lunch, you know, the fucking the wheels, they're okay, they're wobbling a bit at lunch. I'm having sandwiches. She's like, sandwiches are a good option, but maybe, you know, I'm having chicken schnitzel in my sandwiches. And she's like, all right, well, that's that's fried in oil, in vegetable oil. Usually, and that's high in in the tram these tram fats, these public transport fats that we're trying to avoid. So um, maybe if you can get it's good chicken's lean. It's not uh, it's not you know beef like a steak or like a fatty meat. Chicken's good, but that whenever it's fried, it'll be fried in in um, in tram and train and bus fats. So we want to get. Just like a grilled chicken in the sandwich, you know, um, not too much bacon, not like fatty meats and, and that'll be all good. But then at dinner when I'm doing comedy, that's when we go into a complete tailspin. I'm like, I don't know where the food's coming. I don't know when I'm eating. I'm just getting, I'm getting pizza. I'm getting, the other night I got fucking KFC. I was, I was riding my bike from St. Kilda from a gig back up to Coburg, fucking texting my mate for like half an hour, which, you know, I don't think that's got anything to do with diet, but it's just another example of a bad decision that I've made. At like fucking 10 o'clock at night, just riding, riding on like major roads, just fucking texting my mate. What is wrong with me? The other week... I was riding my bike and I was texting someone. I can't even remember what I was doing. No, I was on the phone. That's right. A guy, someone called me a moron. I was, I was riding my bike. It was the middle of the day. There wasn't a lot of traffic and I'm fucking riding, you know, I was like looking at her. I was still dumb. I literally had my phone up to my ear and I had my helmet was undone as well. And I was just on the phone to a mate and uh, I went to fucking cross St. George's Road and I guess some guy saw me, he was jogging and he just went, moron. He just called out moron at me. You moron. <laughs> it really hit. I could tell the way that he said it. It felt good for him to say, to release that, you know. Um, but anyway, so fucking, yeah, at night, dude. I'm, um, 
Yeah, I had KFC the other night on the way home from St Kilda. I like was messaging my mate and then I pulled my... I was like, you know what? I'm going to message my mate, but I'm just going to stop and I'm going to get some shit food. And I went to KFC, ordered some, sat on a fucking windowsill on the street, ate KFC, finished texting my mate. And just, you know what I mean? It's like, why are you doing that on a fucking Thursday night? And I have work the next day. I start, I'm, I'd lost sleep to go to KFC after a gig, so... You know, it was cool the way in the dietitian, the way she was like reacting when I said stuff. I was like, yeah, you know, I have this. And she was like, oh, it's okay. Felt good. Like, you know, I guess I understand if her reaction to me saying I get pizza was like, you fuck, you get pizza? Ugh, you make me sick, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like just heaping shame on me. Then I'm probably more likely to heap shame on myself and then when I eat pizza I'm like oh no and then I'm gonna get it's like it's gonna be worse I'm gonna try and eat more to cover up the shame and then it's not gonna help my situation so she was very good she was like that's all right man you ate some pizza but I was like I already know so I kind of in my head I was like no you don't have to patronize me I know it's fine <laughs> you can't win with me you be you heap shame I'm gonna eat to get past the shame you you uh, let it be known that you're intentionally like not shaming me i want to resent you for treating me like a child (laughs) best thing to do is just to leave me alone so i eat myself to death (laughs) and i have a fucking heart attack Mm. Uh, she was cool so did that got a few tips got another visit in three weeks and i'm feeling like i mean i'm glad that i went and got those tests done and that's like you know a part of me taken back ownership over my decisions and my body it's my responsibility to keep myself healthy and i want to be you know alive and that that can begin now i can why not i'm 30 i'm still young it's good i better like start good habits now than eat shit for another 10 years and then have it fucking really be a problem it's cool so yeah i feel really good about that man and having gone to the dietitian and i'm like I already feel like I want to take a bit more of an interest in like the the ingredients on the back of fucking, you know, whatever I'm eating. I know what to look for now. I look for those fucking saturated fats and those tram fats. Um, and those are the things that I don't want to eat. Good. Great. Then after that, I went to the ABC and guested on uh, Days Like These, which is this podcast, uh, ABC podcast about... Um, just like people with wild stories. So fucking cool to be asked onto that because that was a podcast that I kind of had, um, I, I wanted to hit them up to promote the show anyway. I wanted to get on and and um, Elizabeth, the host of that show, hit me up and was like, hey, I run this podcast. And I was like, fuck yeah, I've listened to that. I heard, uh, I can't remember who it was. It wasn't Carly Smallman. Carly. God, that's embarrassing. I can't remember the name of the fucking Australian comedian who was on it, but it was great. The episode that she did, it's just people with weird stories. The episode that I listened to, oh, I'm going to have to fucking find it now. No, I'm not going to be able to find it. But an Australian comedian that I, to my shame, can't remember right now. Nikki Britton. No, it wasn't Nikki fucking Britton, was it? Fuck. Her story was that she dated this guy and moved to Perth to be with him and then when they were in Perth together... He fucking just disappeared. You know, she like, he catfished her. And uh, the last time she ever saw him, 
they were in their car when she had just landed in Perth and he just ran away with her wallet and just never came back. But it was this whole thing that they'd been together for like six months. They'd like been together and she moved to Perth for him and whatever. I can't even remember her name, let alone the fucking story. So I don't know why I'm trying to do it. Go and listen to it. Find the episode with the clues that I've given you. <laughs> like <laughs> like your fucking blues clues of listening to a podcast episode. Um, yeah, I mean, Days Like These is a great podcast. And I'm going to be on it. My episode's coming out in, in January. We were talking about meeting my biological dad and that whole story. And uh, we spoke for two hours Elizabeth was a fantastic interviewer and I felt like there were some emotional moments and, and uh, I was very proud of myself for my candor during the interview and I just, it just was really nice to hang out and, and, you know, talk about me, which is what I like. Felt very comfortable there. So that was sick. Um, so that was at, what, 11.30, yeah, to 1.30 and then I was like, all right, so I've been out. I didn't, I, I'm on my bike. I'm in Docklands. I was like, maybe I'll go home. I started heading home. I went to Heart Attack and Vine and I was like, I'll go to Heart Attack and Vine. I'll write for a bit and then I'll go home. I'll do the podcast. So I wrote for a bit, got some ideas for this new bit that I'm working on. This, the, bit, the bit about the short guy still. I'm working on the short guy bit actually. And um, yeah, I've, I feel like maybe I've got an idea of where it can go. I guess it's that it's about me and, and my insecurities of being short and this guy saying that and how that made me feel and then my kind of struggle to put myself above him to make myself feel better, like he's insecure, like how am I different to him to not be insecure. I actually had a gig tonight, my first gig at St Kilda Cellars that by all rights should have been an awful gig but uh, there was a lady there who, you know, looks like the drunk lady in the gig. She had a bottle of wine, she sat down at the front, she was bloody drinking her wine, eating chips and uh, she gave me a really good note on the bit. I was trying to kind of talk my way through the ideas behind what I want to say with this story about this guy who was insecure. And she just said, what's the difference between you and him? And I said, well, we're both insecure about our height, but the difference is that I don't go around telling people about incidents from 15 years ago that made me feel insecure. And she went bang. And I was like, you know what? That is important. What's the difference between me and him? Because we're both insecure, but I don't feed my insecurity by focusing on it. That's the difference. It was a great note. And I just wouldn't have thought that this lady was A, listening and B, in the state of mind where she would be able to listen well enough to give me a good note on my bit. That was cool. Anyway, I'm, on, I'm fucking all over the place here. So I'm in Heart Attack and Vine. And... Uh, man um do my writing and then as soon as i'm like about to leave a mate of mine walks in and she's like oh my god and you know she was just had had a weird afternoon and kind of wanted to talk about that a bit so we talked about that we hung out it was great then i met up with my house that took me through i was like i'm not going home i don't got time that took me through till six my housemates showed up we got dinner we're having dinner around the corner at a fucking lebanese place so we go for dinner and it was lovely as well, the dinner was so good. And then I rode my bike to St Kilda and I did a gig. And then I rode my bike to fucking Brunswick and did another gig. And now I'm home. I was out all day. But that's the thing that I'm trying to say is I was out all day, but I don't feel manic and, you know, like out of control. I just feel like I had a great positive day. I hung out with good people. I got work done. I did comedy, 
I did some other stuff that was adjacent to comedy. I looked after my body. Uh, I mean, what did I? What have I eaten today, though? What have I eaten today? I went to Heart Attack and Vine, and I got a uh, their pork roll that they have. That's probably not very good. That's probably got heaps of trams in it. And uh, then uh, my friend ordered us. Oh, oh gosh. Oh, gee whiz. My friend ordered us some anchovies, which were very good. Uh, and that fish from the sea, I've learned, don't have trams in them. So you want to get fish that's got good fats. There's good fats that lower your cholesterol. And then there's bad fats that have trams. And um, the trams get into your body and then the people fall asleep on them. And that's what makes you get fat and have high cholesterol. So... Um, yeah, anchovies were good. And then when we went to dinner, I got the fish. Dietitian was like, try and be eating fish lots. Always be eating fish. I was like, fuck yeah, I hate fish. I always want to fucking eat them. So I got uh, Snapper there. Um, but then my housemate that I was sharing with, he got the raw lamb. It was like raw lamb. It was like paste. It was very good, but I'm sure that's got a lot of trams in it. So um, yeah, look. I guess the diet starts tomorrow. <laughs> also had a cigarette, which I bet has some fucking trams in it. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> had a cigarette after the last gig. But just a great day, man. Feeling good. Also, I want to say thank you to everyone who came to my special on Friday night. I should have talked about this at the start, but I got on a roll talking about my bloody day, didn't I? The recording was fantastic. Um, I uh, I just had such a good time in the lead up to the picture for this week that I'm going to put up was um, I had my fucking, my t-shirt um, that I was going to wear that was <laughs> Casey Gothard's um, fucking fairy bread Dan Andrews t-shirt that she got for me and I was wearing it and then we went and got like African food next to the um, next to the studio. There was like an African food place. It was really good. Um, and we sat down with a big box of that. And there was like, you know, rice and kind of bits of just stuff that's going to get on a white shirt. So I fucking got a tea towel and put it as like a bib to make sure it wouldn't go on my shirt and fuck my shirt up before the taping. Um, took a little selfie of myself. So I'll make that the picture this week. Why not? Yeah, I was, you know, I was actually talking about, maybe I spoke about this last week, that for me, um, nervousness and anxiety often manifests as tiredness. And I have so many memories of gigs, especially early on, and like when I was living in London, and maybe this is just because I was tired generally at that in that period of my life, but I have a lot of memories of like being at gigs before I went on and just being tired, like lying down to sleep. And I think that was in part because... Sorry, that was another yawn. Maybe I'm anxious right now. I think that lying down and sleeping before gigs was just because I was nervous for the gigs. And um, I don't do that so much anymore because I don't get as nervous before gigs or just most gigs. But um, yeah, I got it again. I Like we ate our dinner and then there was a bit... It was also really cold in the studio. It was a very cold night on Friday. But I was feeling nervous and so I laid down and had a bit of a nap 
put my jacket over the top of me and had a had a nap before the show. And uh, did the show, you know, took a while to get everyone in the room and some people were late and whatever, but that's to be expected. But then we started the show and like five minutes in, I got a good laugh on um, the joke about being taco and why I'm taco and how I kind of get angry at people trying to tell me that, I'm, you know, what I can and can't call myself or whatever. There's a joke about that. And I got, I, fe- I let myself feel the anger and I... I did that on stage and I got a really good, like a pop, like it kind of surprised me the level of the laugh compared to what had been for the last, like three of the first three or four minutes of the show, that laugh like stood out. And I remember thinking like, Oh fucking we're on here, you know? And then 10 minutes in, I, uh, there's a joke that I do where I talk about me and my dad fighting and then thinking that we've resolved the fights, but actually we haven't. And the act out that I do with it is like a dusting my hands act out. That's like, Oh, the fight's done, you know? That's fucking sorted. That that like you would if you just finished a job, right? You like dust your hands. And every time I've done the show, which is like a hundred, hundred and forty, fifty times, you know, I always forget to put the mic in the mic stand for that bit so that I can have both hands free to do the act out. And I've never remembered because it's just not a huge thing, but it would just be convenient. But it's not like it doesn't destroy the act out or whatever. The act out's not even necessary. It just adds a little something to the bit. But um, yeah, I've never remembered to do to to put the mic in the stand, and I didn't remember during the special. And uh, I had this kind of moment where I was like, "Oh, I could just try and move on, or I could address it." And of course, I addressed it. I was like, "Oh, well, all right, guys. You know, I've done this show this many times, and this act out, and whatever. I kind of made fun of myself, and I was like, you fucking dumb cunt.'" And uh, it it got a good laugh, and it made me start having fun, and it was a way of kind of reminding myself. Like this is a thing that's happening in this room. I'm not doing it for the cameras. I'm doing it for the people that are here right now. And this is just another performance. It's not different from any other performance and I can have fun with it. And as soon as I did that and I started having fun with it, I just, you know, I had a lot of fun through the show. I was doing little asides. I was coming back into the moment, but it also I think made the audience feel like this is a real thing that's happening in the room right now we're not on display and it just, it, it made, it stripped away any kind of artifice, I hope, and made it feel, for me anyway, a lot more natural and everyone after the show was so cool. Everyone was very kind and complimentary. It felt like, it feeled, it feeleth. It felt like people really enjoyed the show, um, you know, that they weren't just saying it, that people were hyped for me that I'd done the recording and uh, and had a good performance and then um, afterwards a bunch of us all went out to Little Mess which there was a nice table at the back for us we just happened to get big table and we, we got that it was like 15 of us and it was just like really good people around me and this was I was talking last week about you know my ex and and those thoughts that I was having and I think in the lead up to recording in the few days and like when I recorded the podcast last week and in the few days leading up to it, I was thinking about her a lot and I kind of started thinking like maybe I'll message her and say, you know, just reach out or something. And I thought, you know, maybe there'll be this moment because there was a moment that I was scared of that me and her had spoken about when we broke up. That was like, Oh, I'm going to be after the special be alone and whatever. Um, and I'm going to miss her. And that moment never really came 
And I remember sitting at the bar with my mates after this, like taping my special, you know, a huge milestone. And like, I'd got like so many messages of support in the day and, and just from like other comics at gigs in the week of, you know, saying good luck and all this stuff. And then to be at the bar and like, I looked around and I was just like, you know, if I, if, if me and my ex were still together, I wouldn't have moved into this house where I'm at and all of my housemates were there and I wouldn't have met these guys. And there were a few friends that were around that just because of the way that I'm, I've been like trying to reach out and meet new people since the breakup and I've made some new friends and like they were there and they wouldn't have been there, but there were some old friends there as well. Like I just, half of these people wouldn't have been there and it's not to say that it wouldn't have been great if we were together but it's just different now and the trajectory that I'm on is is completely new and um, there was no moment in the night when I felt like sad and kind of alone and like, okay, this is now when I want to message her. It just didn't arrive. It wasn't like I had to stop myself from doing it. It just didn't arrive and it felt really good, you know, because as much as I do miss her and she rocks, I kind of am more sure now than I have been that the direction that I'm heading in, um, it's a good one. And it, that relationship is in the past. And I feel fucking really good about that. So that's cool, man. That's really cool. <laughs> it's a really cool place to get to. And that was kind of what I was talking about that last week, wasn't I? I was talking about that I wanted to get there and that I felt like this was going to be a bit of a turning point. And I mean, who knows? until retrospectively whether it's a turning point or not but it felt good. it was just a great night it was just a really fucking great positive night i um i had some great conversations with um another like the one of the guys who worked at stupid old studios who's in comedy but he's not a stand-up and we were just talking about art generally and him and his partner and i never really like properly hung out with them and they were great people it was just great fucking people I feel still overwhelmingly positive about everyone around me in my life and that's great. I feel very lucky about that. So, um, yeah, man, I reckon that's it again for this week. Bang on 30 minutes there. Don't really need to go longer. Do I have much else to talk about? Do I have any other stories? I don't think so. No, man, I hope you guys are doing good in your life and, uh, yeah, if you're at the special taping, thank you for being there. Oh, I'm doing um I'm doing trials for my new show, Passing Time. I've got one this Saturday at Bobby Peels at six o'clock. Did one. I uh I I did one Saturday just gone. That was a kind of point of pride for me. Like after I do the taping, the next day I'm back in the fucking workshop, you know, working on the new show. And now that's where all of my energy is going, the new show. And um I feel like I've got one more bit. And I feel like it's not taking shape yet, but I've got some dates in the diary to be working on it. And that's, it's full steam ahead, man, for the next month until I'm in Sydney, full fucking steam ahead on this new show. And it literally is a month from today until my first show in the Sydney Life Out of Lockdown Festival. All right. Have a good week, guys. Thank you so much for listening and uh, yeah, take care of yourselves. Hey, I've been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Peace.